The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Crawl Call, she's a co-host of the popular Soapbox show, a star of the upcoming digital series Winterthorn, and she's returning to Days of Our Lives. Somehow, Martha Madison found time to squeeze in a visit with us this week on Curl Call. Then, whether you're hitting the road, the rails, the waters, or the sky, we'll find out how you can be a safe and savvy traveler. Plus, it's fill in the blanks like you've never heard it before, and it's all live. That's what's coming up today on Curl Call. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Kroll Call. I am your host, Dan Kroll. You may know me from such movies as, well, no movies. Uh, You may have seen my head pop up on an episode of As the World Turns once, but... More than anything, you probably know me from my work on SoapCentral.com. And of course, I'm the host here on Curl Call every week, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Talk radio network and also on CurlCall.com. You can listen to any of the shows that we've broadcast going all the way back to January of 2010. That's really a long time ago. Uh, (laughs) It just makes me feel old. It's only five years ago, but it seems like on internet years, I think it's probably about 30. So going all the way back to 2010, head over to CurlCall.com. You can listen to them all for free, or you can also go to iTunes and subscribe to the Curl Call podcast and have all new shows automatically zapped over to your devices or computer Every time we post one, all I have to do is connect to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. It's completely free. And we talk about all sorts of things. In the past, we talked about nothing but soaps. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, soaps as well. When Martha Madison joins us in just a little bit, she'll be talking about her return to Days of Our Lives. She's very excited. I'm very excited. I'm hoping you guys are very excited. The only bad thing, it isn't for a little while. We have to wait patiently for her to pop up on screen because of Days of Our Lives crazy tape schedule. But after we're done talking about soaps and all of the things that Martha is involved in, we're going to be talking about something else that's extremely important to me. As you may imagine, I have to do a lot of traveling for this show, for SoapCentral.com, the Emmys, and all sorts of things. And when I travel, I'm usually the crazy person on the plane that has a just a vat of Purell and a lot of Clorox wipes, and I'm wiping things down, and I'm, you know, Lysoling people away from me to keep me germ-free. Fortunately, I'm told that that isn't as crazy as it sounds. Usually, as I'm doing that on the plane, people will stop me and say, hey, can I borrow a Clorox wipe? And I say, no. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes I say yes. A lot of times I'll say no. But I'm saying all of this to say that we're going to find out how we can be healthy and savvy travelers 
today. Coming up a little later in the show, I'll be joined by two amazing entrepreneurs who are going to share their stories of past products and their new ventures. That'll be a lot of fun. And then we're closing off the show with what can only be described as an impending disaster. We are going to be playing a live game of sort of Mad Libs, sort of fill-in-the-blanks, right here, live on the show. Billy Mitchell will be here. He has promised that he's got something in store. I'm going to have to give him, you know, uh, naughty little fill-in-the-blank words, and we'll see what kind of story I can craft with my so-called creative mind. That is... Coming up later, I'm sort of dreading this. If, if you know me and surprises and things like that, you know that I don't like them. But I have a feeling it's going to be a good time. So let's get this week's show started off. I had the opportunity a little while ago to sit down and chat with Martha Madison. She is, as I said, returning to Days of Our Lives later this year. She's already at work, but she won't pop up on screen until later in the year. We also talked about her upcoming digital series, Winterthorn, which the trailer is at winterthorn.com. It's visually amazing. But this is, as I mentioned, this was a pre-recorded interview Let's take a listen to what Martha had to say about all of the things that are going on in her life. There's a lot of them. My first guest this week is a true fan favorite. You may know her as one of the hosts of Soapbox with Lily and Martha, or maybe you know her as Belle on Days of Our Lives. It's a role that she'll be reprising later this year. She's also the star of the upcoming digital series Winterthorn. She is apparently really busy. She's Martha Madison. Martha, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm not as busy as you. You make me feel like a slacker. Oh, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's all a troll. Mm, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this. You do shows. You do acting. You do, you know, more <laughs> acting. You're, you're posting on the Internet. You're tweeting. You're periscoping. Yeah, I got, I, you know, you put me to shame. <laughs> what can I say? You know, if you want to then give it to a busy person, right? I kind of agree with that. And, you know, I'm guessing uh, I was poking around on the Internet and, you know, perusing, found a little video that shows something else that's keeping you busy. You have a little child genius going on over there. She is kind of a genius. She really is. I'm just one of those moms saying that. Like, it's kind of scary how smart she is. Yeah, you know, I kept waiting for, you know, for a slip up on it. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Martha posted a video of, of her daughter who knows colors now, and she's only, I mean, she's, what, a month old? She's, I don't know. She's like a year and a half old, and she knows all of her colors. It's weird. Does she do, I mean, all the other little tricks? Does she make, you know, animal noises? Can she find her ears? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, she she, she speaks and Sentences. She learned how to say her own name the other day, but sort of. Her name is Charlie, and she called her Chachi. Chachi. Um, That's close. <laughs> and um, she she's starting to learn her alphabet already. It's kind of bizarre how smart this kid is. Take that. But it's great. Take that, students in Japan and India and all the other places that are so far <laughs> ahead of us. We're catching up, one kid at a time. I have a feeling I'm raising a baby president. I really do. <laughs> hey, from your lips. Uh, I, may, I might be able to use a couple of pardons somewhere down the line. 
too. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll leave it at that. So, question while we're still talking kids and things like that. Michelle Stafford mm-hmm. was a guest here a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, I'd asked her, was being a parent always something that she wanted to be? And she said, among other things, she said, yeah, you know, she's always had this desire to care, to raise, to be there for another human being in a, you know, in a non-relationship kind of way. So question for you, was that something that you always (laughs) thought that you wanted to be? Was, you know, being a mom high on the list? Being a mom wasn't even on the list. Really? No. Okay. No, I never, I never in a million years thought that I would ever be a parent, ever. (laughs) I had a master plan, and yeah. the master plan did not include diapers and names like that. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I'm older, and I, um, you know, I was married for about six or seven years, I think, six, six, yeah. um, before we even, before I ever mentioned that conversation kind of in passing. Um, and as I got older, I started thinking, you know, I feel like, I did it if I didn't do it. And at the same time, we were selling a couple of our restaurants, which kept us very, very busy. And we kind of agreed, well, if we're ever going to do it, let's just rip off the van. Let's do it now and see if it happens. And, of course, it happened in like a week. (laughs) Wait wait a minute here. What are you talking about doing it? You were doing it before. (laughs) You're not six, seven years into your marriage and just deciding to do it. There was there was plenty of it okay, before, fine. but TMI. it was uh, we had removed the goalie for only about a week, <laughs> and uh, we thought. I mean, I just I think that I found out I was pregnant before I had really wrapped my mind around what that was going to mean um, completely. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't really a surprise, but it was not something that I prepared for at all. Or, or still am. I'm still not prepared for what's happening right now. Like, so what has parenthood so, taught you about yourself? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it has taught me that I do not, I am not my best self. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always been a sleeper, but now I know just how terrible of a person I can be without enough sleep. Um, and I think on the flip side of that, it really... I never knew that I could love somebody else as much as I do. I know that that sounds so cliche, but really, it just tapped into a part of me that I didn't even know existed, and I'm so, so grateful for that. So, it's good. It's been a great experience. An exhausting one, at least. I lucked out with, like, the smartest, genius, most funny, most adorable little kid. I mean... Of, of course, that sounds definitely lucky. So you're busy with a kid, you're busy with other stuff, and you figure, eh, you know what, I don't have enough things in the hours of my day. Well, let me go back to that Days of Our Lives There show. <laughs> she must be really excited. I mean, so many people were, were amped about the possibility of you coming back. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a big surprise. I didn't really, I mean, just like we went out. I didn't see it coming, you know. I mean, they just kind of whizzed on in and said, hey, you know, are you interested? And I was like, uh, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and you, post- <laughs> you posted on Facebook, hardest secret ever. How long did you have to keep the secret? 
Wow. I met with them probably two months before they announced it. And oh, wow. I had been there for about two weeks before. So, I, I mean, I knew that before I even set foot in the studio. And it was really funny because I didn't know if anyone knew or if I was just going to show up one day and everyone be like, oh, hey. <laughs> um, but about a week before I started, I got a text from Eric, Eric Marsal. And he's like, hey, so... Uh, I see Belle on the schedule. That's you, right? <laughs> like, yep, that's me. <laughs> so I knew kind of going in that people were, you know, they knew I was coming in and stuff, and it was just a very warm welcome. It was very, very fun to come back. Could have been awkward if it wasn't, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, things move so fast. You don't ever know if people... I don't know. Hear the news before you. I don't know. That's all. <laughs> so with that, it makes me, it's one of the questions that I've been asking people lately. It's gotten some interesting answers. What mm-hmm. is the, I don't need to know what the secret was, but what is the longest that you've ever kept a secret? Jeez, that's a really good question. Uh, I, I think this might actually be the longest secret. That I, that like, that like I really, really wanted to share. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you get information that someone says, it's a secret, don't tell anyone, but like, you don't even care, so you don't think about it, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, I think that's what I meant by hardest ever. Like, from the minute they called to offer me the job, I wanted to go and scream it from the mountaintops. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I couldn't. Um, and I couldn't, anyone, like, I, I couldn't even tell Lily. Like, I, it was, I was so, of it getting out, you know, you don't want you don't want to walk into your first day and be like, oh yeah, I'm the girl who told thirty people before, you know. So um, it was. I think that was the longest hardest secret I've ever. Yeah. I need someone out there who's listening. You just heard Martha say that she wanted to scream it from the mountains. I need someone to make a meme <laughs> of her head on Julie Andrews' body in that sound of music spinning on the mountain. Please, someone out there. <laughs> If you can, please create that and please tweet us at Cruel Call Show. Uh, it would be great. Yeah, I'd love and to tag see it. me. Tag me at twenty-seven. I have to have that. <laughs> I really hope someone does it. Uh, if not, I'll do it. What the hell? Uh, okay, so going back here, I'm Sorry. wondering for you. You know, a, a lot of people, when uh, Days was announcing that they were going to do their 50th, and people started talking about who they wanted to come back, and there were announcements of stars that were definitely returning. I don't know at what point you actually knew or were in talks. Was there any part of you, I mean, when you're watching fans say, oh, you need to get Martha back, you need to get Martha back. I mean, what what do you think when you're seeing that? It's got to be pretty powerful that people are, or feel that strongly about you that they wanted you back I mean it's always flattering and certainly with Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that you see it more than you would have back when I was before and so I mean it means a lot to me that the fans have really stuck by me all this time um, and I attribute a lot of it to them I'm sure that you know Josh and Dina and Greg Ning, they're all on Twitter. They're all hearing what mm-hmm. saying. And um, I think that that means a lot. Um, and it at least puts you in their mind. Yeah, what is Belle? Like, why is a legacy character not on the show for seven years? You know what I mean? So I think they don't have that work for me. But um, I also think that the, 
the people who are running the show right now are really intent on making the fans happy, and um, and they're, they're they're doing from what I can see, like they're really they're really giving the fans what they want. I think so. Um, yeah, so I'm one of the lucky winners of all of this uh, social media. <laughs> one of those fans, Roger Newcomb, who of course we know from the Indie Series Awards, has a question for you. Okay. He wants to know, how do you keep getting hotter when he's just getting older? <laughs> oh, Roger. First of all, let me just say, I have known and loved Roger Newcomb for a very long time. He's awesome and one of the very first um, outlets that I ever heard about that we love so so. Um, and the ISAs are super every year, P.S. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think that's such a nice compliment. I would say Photoshop and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Not Photoshop, no. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I say smoke and mirrors as well. So we are talking about all the things that Martha has been up to. We have to, of course, talk about soapbox. Have yes. to. Have to. <laughs> You've been a guest on my show a couple of times. I have. And, you know, I, I gussied myself up, made myself look pretty for y'all. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and you bring snacks. I mean, that's who does it better? If you're going to go to someone's home, you have to take something. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I'm trying to be a good guest. I think that that's, that's, that's the appropriate thing to do. So, you know, for me, I don't know that I ever wanted to do this it was never in my my plan to have you know uh, online show or any of this other craziness it just sort of happened how did it come about for you where did soapbox come from how did the idea come to be and and how did it get to actually being a real thing well it certainly was not something i really thought out either um it really it originated uh with a man who is a very good friend of mine. His name is Jim Monovich, and he's the president of ATI, mm -hmm. a production company here in Los Angeles. And he produced a show called Planet 360, which was an entertainment-style show for uh, the Hall Channel, um, which he produced with uh, ho uh, Planet Hollywood. <clears throat> and he did a soap segment in a couple of his episodes where he invited Lillian and uh, a couple of other soap to come on and do some commentary about the current soap. And um, Lily and I realized then that we didn't really agree on very much. <laughs> but we really liked each other a lot. And we would kind of riff on each other. It was very fun. And Jim was actually the one that sort of suggested you guys should do something. And then, you know, it went in one ear and out the other and went by. And uh, Lily called me one day and she said, I was meeting with this place, LP Radio V, and they wanted us to do a Spanish-speaking show, and I said, you know what, I have a best idea, we should do something about soap operas, and you should be my co-host. I said, you know, I'm seven months pregnant, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, no, no is not an option, you know, an option is a yes, and I said, actually, no, it's a no. She said, I'll get Stafford to be our first guest, and I, you know, and she knows that I'm a huge fan of Michelle Stafford. So it's like, oh, if you can get Michelle Stafford to be our first guest, then yes, I'll do it. She called me like a day later. She's like, okay, she's confirmed. <laughs> so 
about it, and it was uh, it was a mess, but it was really fun, and we figured out through the years how to kind of clean it up and how to format it. And Michael Maloney from Soaps and Dead mm-hmm. came and joined us as our soap guru, and we kind of figured it out. You know, we we went through our growing pains, and now we're almost two years old, and, and we just have a great great time doing it. It's one of the things I look most forward to every week. The thing that everybody's going to want to know is how could the show be impacted by your schedule on days where you have to take a hiatus from the show? Is that not an issue? Do they know that you can't do Thursdays at work? What's what's the deal here? Um, well, I will say that the very first conversation that I had and uh, with Greg over at Days was about Soapbox, and he's a fan of the show. And I... Um, you know, Soapbox and Winterthorn are definitely part of the reason that they noticed me again. I'm, I'm certain of that. Um, uh, and so I think that they so far have been very flexible and very supportive of what we're doing over there. They even uh, let me do the announcement of my own return on the show, which was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I think so far they've been very flexible. And uh, But, you know, there are going to be days that I'm shooting and I can't do Soapbox. Uh, at which point we'll try and pre-tape or, you know, really can do the show with a, a separate co-host. We, we'll, we'll just go with it and kind of see how it works out. I have made plans with Greg to make sure you work every Thursday and I'm going to secretly take over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come and sit in my chair then. <laughs> no, no, no. That's your chair. I'll sit in my own. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned Winterthorn. Have to talk about it. Now, Michael Caruso will probably hunt me down and steal every snack that I have if I ask too many questions, so I'll leave it vague. Tell us everything you can about Winterthorn. (laughs) Very well done. Um, Well, what I can tell you about Winterthorn is that it is probably the most beautiful, visually beautiful thing that that. I've got. It is really masterfully shot and... um, and all of the performances were really, really great. Um, the story is really interesting, and you kind of see the evolution of of my character over a period of 10 years uh, and, and just all of the things that she has to go through uh, to rise to her powerful place. Um, it's a role that I've never been able to play before. No one's ever given me a chance to play such a dynamic character. Um, so I really got to do things and say things and be things that I've never gotten to do before, which is exactly why actors want to be actors, you know? Um, so it was an incredible experience and we're really excited about the launch. I guess it starts August 27th at winterthorn.com and it's going to air for four weeks. There are four half hour episodes. I'm excited. The trailer is beautiful. Yeah, it's really, really gorgeous. And the whole show looks like that. It's really, really gorgeous. Um, and I I think the story is really, really interesting and compelling. And like I said, all of the performances are stellar. So I think it's, I think it's really great. With that, you know what it's time for. Probably That'd not. <laughs> There's really no sound effect. I'm just making it with my hands here. It's time for our speed round. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. These are questions from... <laughs> All over the place. First one is inspired by Winterthorn. What is your favorite candy? Snickers. Really? Yes, really. 
No, not in a bad way. I mean, I, I'm now I'm picturing uh, who would be you when you're hungry, you know, in the, the, the commercials that they have. Who would be the hungry you? Uh, I don't know. You? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Martha. Wow! I'm not angry. <laughs> wow! Huh. I don't know. That may just be the end of the speed round. But no, question number two, also inspired by Winter Thorn, <laughs> what is your favorite season? Do you even have seasons out there? But if you do, what's your favorite season? Oh, definitely fall. I am all about Thanksgiving and Halloween, and I love all the decorations and smells and stuff. So, give get some Snickers and put them in her pumpkin. Third one. <laughs> That's not a euphemism, folks. Calm down. Uh, third one, inspired by Days of Our Lives. What is your favorite day? Uh, my favorite day is. Thursday. Because? Of course. That was a trick question. Next one. (laughs) What is one food that you could never give up? Pizza. Hands down. I eat pizza way too much. What about hot dog stuffed pizza? Um, That is repulsive. (laughs) I will never speak to a single person who orders one of those. Um... Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got it. It sounds pizza should be pizza. It doesn't need stuff on it. It's pizza. Thank you. Make your hot dogs for pizza, but they don't come to you. Yeah, no, no, no. Keep no, keep them. Mm-hmm. Next one. Yeah. This is this is our question of the month for July. Mm-hmm. What is your least favorite household chore? Laundry. I hate folding laundry, and I do it probably three times a day. And now I do get little baby clothes, which are kind of impossible to fold, so I basically hate folding everything. I don't like sorting socks. Yeah, socks is actually the worst part of folding laundry. Thanks, Dan. Every, yep. Everything else I'm fine with. Socks are just the pits. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. And our last one. What superpower would you most like to have? My superpower that I would like to have would be to... Oh, jeez. I don't know. I want them all. I think um, being invisible. Okay. I believe that knowledge is power, and when you're invisible, you can listen to everything you want to listen to, as information as you want. <laughs> now, interestingly, that was the same answer Michelle Stafford gave. Oh, really? But she said it's because she's a voyeur and would like to watch people. Yeah, I'm not into watching. I'm just into learning. We're <laughs> <laughs> into snooping and eavesdropping. Let's call it what it yeah, is. snooping and eavesdropping, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of our speed round, and it also uh-huh. means we're out of time for this segment. But I want you to give the opportunity to you to let everybody know where they can find you. You have multiple places on the internet, and of course, TV <laughs> and, and others. Where can they find you? Everywhere. Oh, it's a long list. I'm kind of everywhere right now. But uh, August 27th, you can check out the premiere of Winterthorn at winterthorn.com. And you can actually go there right now and see the really amazing trailer if you haven't seen that already. 
And then Soapbox is live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific on tradiov.com. And probably because of days, there will be one or two that aren't live, but we are going to do our very best to put a new one up every Thursday. <laughs> days of our lives, I start airing at the end of November, and you can that out on NBC weekdays. Just check their local listings. And you can find me on Twitter at Martha. 27. Um, and sorry, folks, my Facebook is kind of super private, so don't take it personally. Um, uh, but Twitter is where it's at, baby. And that's it. Martha, you are always great. You're welcome back here anytime you want. And there's word on the street that you and the Winterthorn gang will be back here on the show at the end of August for a, a awesome. little special shenanigans. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're one of my favorite people in the whole world. So thanks, Dan. We have to take a quick break, but you can hear an extended version of my interview with Martha Madison exclusively at CurlCall.com and on iTunes. But we are going to take a quick break. On the other side of this commercial, we'll learn how to become savvy travelers. Stay tuned. Curl Call will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Pearl Call. I hope that you are enjoying the show. If you remember back in 2006, people were abuzz by the idea of snakes on a plane. Well, my next guests are here to talk about something that's even scarier, at least to me, germs on a plane. Tina Aldatz is an entrepreneur, an activist, an author, and the CEO of Savvy Traveler. Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. Pleasure to be here. And Tina's joined by Mompreneur. It took me quite a few moments to pronounce that and, and not have it be a, a blooper. But Marcy Flores, <laughs> who's the president and co-founder of Savvy Traveler, they are enjoying margaritas, I hear, together. Uh, Marcy, welcome to the show. <laughs> well, it's my signature drink, since that's my name, so thank you. I mean, I, I, don't hope, I hope I didn't, you know, uh, put your gossip all out there for the world. Uh, if so, we'll, you know, delete it from the, the archive version. I know, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no one so, will be shocked. Tina, this this whole idea of germs, I have to tell you, I'm looking around the studio for like uh, some sort of disinfectant wipe and, or something now, just thinking of the idea of germs. Is this just me being a crazy germaphobe? Is there really something to be said for having an aversion to germs and things on a plane? Dude, it's so crazy. There are so many germs in what we found to be hard surfaces. Okay, whenever you touch like a hard surface, what we thought for years being fashionistas in the fashion business and traveling all over the world for almost 20 years together, we kept coming home sick. 
but we were taking all of these like vitamin C's and doing all this, you know, all these vitamins and things, thinking it was airborne germs. Come to find out that everyone has had their hands on your hotel light switches. They're rarely cleaned. Um, the kitchen sink and sinks in most like public areas that tend to be moist, and I hate that word moist, um, <laughs> can really like have the most germs, more germs than the bathroom. I mean, oh, things are, it's really bad. So think about what you're doing. You're handling like uh, menus at a hotel. Then you start picking up French fries and sticking them in your mouth after you touched whatever in God's name was on that menu. So it's Margie. I will never eat I mean, again. You're, you're definitely oh not crazy. And what happens on an airplane specifically, I've come to find out now that we've researched it for our new company, is that the low humidity that's on an airplane is actually causes the viruses. It's a breeding ground. So it's like a Petri dish on a plane. So it's really important to keep that air conditioning on. I know sometimes you get cold, but maybe flip it towards your your next thing. <laughs> yeah. Point the fan in their direction. Blast away in their direction and blast, you know, blast them away. But there's major hot spots on an airplane. First of all, don't ever grab any of the magazines. Um, don't quote me, but like, you know, the magazines, people shove Tissues, dirty napkins, mm. all of these things in that little area. Oh, yeah, I totally do it, too. It's so gross. <laughs> and then tray tables. Hello, we're all, like, eating on a tray table. Some, most of us bring our own food, but we still use the tray table. It never gets cleaned, period, ever. It's just not, it's just not effective. It's not efficient. So... So you're not crazy. No, you're not crazy. We just, we just like, you know, gave you, you know, two thumbs up here. Do you agree? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I was listening in the process. I've just gone on and canceled every travel reservation that I have for the next <laughs> year. Yeah. Year. Uh, no, no, no just buses. bring your savvy travelers. You're, you're good. Stay traveling. It's all about being safe and knowing, you know, it's just information is key, right? Yeah. So if you know what to look for, you can protect yourself because, I mean, we're not going to stop traveling. Over 2 million people travel every single day just in the United States. Um, so it's, it's just not an option. Um, but we could take, um, you know, precautions, which is why we created Savvy Traveler. And one of the things, our little claim to fame is, you know, we just want to kind of avoid going to the bathroom if you can. And you don't want to do things like brush your teeth in a public bathroom. For instance, every time you flush the toilet, your toothbrush literally gets sprayed with bacteria. So imagine if you're in a public bathroom, it's not even your own bacteria. So, you know, there's all kinds of sick things to think about, but really it's just about being aware. And with our product collection, we just made it like no water, no problem. You don't really have to leave your seat and we're kind of so we're really being conscious about the drought. Yeah. <laughs> back, to our conver- back to our earlier conversation. No water, no problem. So I've made notes. This is what I've, uh, I've learned so far. And we're going to talk about the products in a second. But never touch someone's hard surface. There's one for the kids. Just say no. Never go to the bathroom and never brush your teeth. This is what I've learned so far. Is this <laughs> am I getting the correct takeaways? You took it off the deep end. Yeah, you took it off the deep end. What you have to do is you have to use a disinfectant wipe uh, okay. by Savvy Traveler called Clean Off. 
And then when you first get in, when I get into either an airplane or my hotel room, I take out the wipe. And, of course, cruise ships, but I don't cruise. Tina does. Wipe I only your, did it once, and that was it. Well, that's enough for me. Yeah. Wipe your tray table. <laughs> wipe your armrest. And then use it to wipe, you know, the bathroom sink or whatever when you are in the bathroom. And then to brush your teeth, just use our speakeasy wipes because you don't need to use that recycled water. And it's like brushing your teeth with a wipe. So we have all of the solutions where you can stay fresh and, you know, feel good once you deboard your trip. I will say I do uh, hose everything down like a circus elephant. The minute I get onto a plane, I'm wiping everything down, and people are looking at me like I'm crazy. But No, you're not. No, more and more people are doing the same, and it's the smartest thing that you can do to keep yourself healthy. And then, you know, being in the entertainment industry, you have to travel. It's just part of the gig. So, you know, you might as well be aware of what's going on and lower your risk of exposure to germs because germs can – live on a plane for how long is it? I mean, up to seven days, um, given the circulation viruses like MRSA, SARS, R1N1, E. coli. E. coli. Actually, the the Federal Aviation Society partially funded a study that we read about um, that found bacteria like, you know, those mentioned living up to a week on an airplane, which is absolutely insane. Um, I had no idea how you know, much the air, because it's all recycled air. If an airplane isn't running the air for 30, at least like 30 minutes, try to get off the plane. Like that's something you could seriously complain about. Okay, so now I'm also making a note. I need to invest in one of those holograms so I can just hologram pictures of me to all the meetings that I need to go to, all the red carpets, and I'll just right. stay at home. But get, your, get your own jet and call it a day. Come yeah. on, now, man. You're slacking, Dan. I like that idea. But, you know, it's we are talking about all of these things, and we are, you know, sort of going to a, a bit of, of humor to the extreme with some of these. It's a very serious issue, but... I also want to bring up something that is definitely uh, very serious that I, probably a lot of listeners don't know about. But there are children all over the country that need to fly out of state on commercial airlines to get medical treatment. And Savvy Travelers partnered with Miracle Flights for Kids for a very special mission. And I wanted to get a little bit of information about that because as we talk about the germs – you know, something to think about is kids who maybe have compromised immune systems are going on commercial flights as well. That may not be, uh, you know, a safe situation for there. But what is what is this partnership? What is this new campaign? Well, the organization, as you mentioned, is called Miracle Flights for Kids, and we're really connected to this. We, we have to do things that feel authentic for us. I mean, there's a lot of organizations that we'd like to be a part of, but this one really... Um, Connected because actually Tina, my business partner and CEO of Savvy, was a a pediatric burn victim, and um, she actually needed to go to a specialized burn unit hospital, which happened to be in Orange County. It was the only burn unit for pediatric care in the world. Luckily, she was from California, and they were able to transport her there, but, you know, something that we discussed was, what if, you know, there's so many children that need specialized medical assistance that can't afford, their families just can't afford to And we're talking there. about terminally ill children that have to get... Or non-terminally, you know, just, you know, just, just serious. It's, it's serious um, diseases that need to be treated, and we don't all have the best care at our, our fingertips. So 
Um, you know, Miracle Flights for Kids has, has given over 90,000 children and their two guardians travel accommodations, not just by airplane, but also, you know, taking care of their hotel and expenses. Yeah, you don't really think about how insane it is, how difficult it is for a family, a mother and a father, to take their child to get surgery where you have to have long-term care. You know, you're talking about losing your your paychecks for those oh, that yeah. time, not only the flights, but the hotel expenses, all of this stuff. We're just doing one part, and that's just getting them to the location. That's why it's so imperative that we help our own nation and our own children, our own community, and that's what we're really about. Well, you know, we really, like we said, connected with the organization, and um, so what we're doing is um, we're creating a, um, a kind of a social media that will help kids take off and get a clean bill of health, and, and the hashtag is take off, O-F-F-Z, for the take, number four. The number four for take off. T-A-K-O-F-F-S. So if you post a video removing your makeup for most women, that's like a bit the biggest, scariest thing. I think it's scarier than the ice bucket challenge yeah. because you're really like out there. So if you remove your makeup, you post a video, share it with your, your friends. You have to and, call out three friends and then you want them to take off their makeup. And it's all about just raising it awareness. Up, raising awareness, but take off for takeoff. So we're taking off our makeup to help these kids take off for better health and saving their lives. And you post it at Be a Savvy Traveler and at Miracle Flights, and we make a cash donation for Miracle Flights for Kids, which is what we're, you know, we're hoping to raise lots of awareness and have lots people, of money, you know, give, give money, not just ours, but their own. I have the first couple of people I'm going to challenge. I think we certainly need to uh, challenge Martha Madison since she was a guest here. But I'm looking, and before we run out of time for this segment, there are so many other things to talk about. You talked about how you connected with Miracle Flights for Kids. I think a lot of listeners are really connecting with you. So we need to have both of you back in the future to talk about other things, to certainly talk about being a, a woman in the business world that typically a lot of people think are run by men, but we'll talk about there. But it's time for our speed round, ladies. Are you ready for, Uh-oh. I mean, you don't know what yeah. you're getting into. All right. Okay. We'll start with Tina first. Number one, the first place you ever remember visiting your first travel experience. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh <laughs> Arizona, I went to like Old Town Tucson with my grandpa and I had this, I bought a purple furry vest, like that looked like a, like a Western style vest, but it was purple with fur. I never took it off for like two months. Oh man. Isn't it hot in Arizona? I was only like nine. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Margie, uh, hopefully yours doesn't involve purple fur. The place that you've never been to, place you've never traveled to, but know that you absolutely want to go there someday. Tahiti. Ah, that sounds perfect. All right, question for both of you. Most unusual travel experience that you've ever had? Paderborn, Germany. Oh, my God. It was so (laughs) insane. We thought we were in like a... In a mental asylum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Surrounded by cows. And manure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was and German and, and you know, like, 
It was crazy. It was no really sense. no. We, we love the people. I love Germany. It's so crazy clean. You would love. You should move there, Dan. Exactly. I highly recommend it. Yeah, actually, though. <laughs> okay, next one. Since we're talking about potentially for germs and things that are dirty, least favorite household chore, Tina. Oh, doing the dishes. I can't do it. I just can't. Neither me. No, Margie. Laundry. Can't do okay. it. Hate Last it. Last one before we have to wrap up. Favorite snack food. Oh, tortillas, licorice. Oh. <laughs> uh, Twizzlers. Regular black. Okay, so the traditional red. All right. No, there's yeah. our. She's a, she's a uh, licorice snob. Mm-hmm. There's our speed round. Tina, I want to let you have the last opportunity for uh, to get your word in here. Let everybody know where they can find you, where they can get more information about you, the products. Let them know. All right. Really simple. Just go to BeASavvyTraveler.com, and that's B-E-A-S-A-V-V-Y-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-R.com. God, I just Sounds... finished a margarita, and I can't believe I remembered how to smell, how to smell that. <laughs> we are going to have... It. <laughs> We're going to have more information about Savvy Traveler on our website, CrollCall.com. I'm not going to spell it for you if you don't know how to find it. Look at the website that you're listening to yeah. the show on, everybody. We have to take a quick break. We're going to come back and play some fill-in-the-blanks. I kind of think Margie and Tina should be involved in this. They've had liquor. But stay tuned. Curl Call will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's germ-free episode of Kroll Call. At least I hope it's germ-free because I kind of tell you in that last segment, I'm a little little freaked out. Uh, Fortunately, they made talking about germs a lot of fun. I want to again thank Tina and Margie from Savvy Traveler. But we're going from germs to, I guess, anything. We're going to blanks. We're going to be filling in some blanks. I don't know how I agreed to do this. Uh, Billy Mitchell has probably twisted my arm or used some sort of blankery to uh, make this happen. He was here before. He's from Villain to Blanks. Billy Mitchell, welcome back to Curl Call. Um, Germs, just germs. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. So I want to let you give everyone the opportunity to remind them what is Villain to Blanks all about? Um, Villain to Blanks is a fill-in-the-blanks comedy, sort of an improv comedy um, that I wrote and have been doing for about a year now as benefits, um, mostly in and around the New York area. 
And a week from Monday, we are uh, going by coastal and we're taking it out to the Rockwell Table and Stage out in Los Angeles. You know, it's it seems like it's such a <laughs> simple idea. I don't want to, not in a bad way. I mean, it's something that hey. people have been doing from from ages. You know, you fill in the blanks yeah. or or Mad Libs or, or just making your own things. And and you know, I certainly think people know when they're kids, they you know put in naughty words, and it makes it funny. So where did you get the idea to take something that on the surface seems like a, a simplistic idea and turn it into something that's quite funny? Um, well, a few years ago, uh, I was working with a uh, theater company here in Jersey City, where I live, called The Attic Ensemble, and I wrote a couple of seasons of children's theater. We did a thing that I called Attic Junior, um, and I'm sort of a word nerd, and I'm a big advocate for literacy and uh, learning in general, but uh, literacy is just a, is a thing that I've always um, been very passionate about, because I figure if you, if you can't read the words in front of you, it's going to be a tough life. So... I uh, had a couple of different scripts that I did, and I had this amazing team of six performers um, that I got to write, basically four, um, who would try anything I wrote, and I got the idea to do this sort of Mad Lib style, fill-in-the-blanks thing, um, and we evolved it. Uh, you know, they, they were willing to read anything I put in front of them, <laughs> so it was a, it's a, a sort of adult performers with... Uh, a young audience, a TYA sort of uh, situation, and we were rehearsing it one afternoon, and we had, re- you know, gone through it a couple of times, and we were all sort of like, okay, and I was like, you know what, let's just read this with adult words and entertain ourselves, because um, I would sort of do little bits of rewrites while we were reading through it, and uh, and so we did that, and we put in some just mother-blushing adult words, and uh, it suddenly dawned on me that this would be a really fun late night show. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. It was literally, it actually was written originally for um, a young audience. And then the uh, adult portion sort of showed up when we decided to be filthy adults. I mean, it's, uh, I'm looking at some of the guests who are going to be doing the LA edition and you've, the first right? one is Bruce Valanche and I mean, that has the potential to be funny right there. Now, granted, you know a lot of the this is certainly with audience interaction, but Bruce Valanche is, uh, I mean, funny, dirty, hilarious, all sorts of things. I mean, he's every blank that you could probably think of. He is, and it's not even a little bit intimidating that he's also a six-time Emmy winner for his writing. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of beside myself that he's going to be up there doing half of my words <laughs> and half words the audience puts in his mouth. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very, very, it's, a, it's an amazing cast of people. Um, Bruce was actually the first person to say yes. Uh, I had um, sort of been invited slash coerced into the idea of maybe doing an L.A. show, and I don't know L.A. that well. Um, and so I sort of threw it to the fates, and I reached out actually via Facebook messages to a handful of people that I was like, well, maybe this person will respond, maybe they won't, we'll see. And two or three hours after I messaged uh, Bruce, he wrote back, uh, yes, he said it sounded like a great time, and he was looking forward to it, and he very much appreciated that it's, um, it's a benefit for the ASPCA. Absolutely. Uh, all of the shows are, are benefits of some kind, so... Well, I hate to disappoint you and the listeners. I am no Bruce Valanche, but a <laughs> bird has landed and told me that you may or may not have something prepared that you need me to provide some blank fillers. 
It is true. It is true, oh, I do. And um, I, I believe I'm going to have to abbreviate it a little bit in the interest of time. Okay. Um, so I, uh, I, I hope that you're ready. I'm and not, you're just but... going to give me a few words. Okay. And, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll see what you make out of it, okay? All right. So, so it starts really easy. Give me a number, any number, whatever number you like. 22. If you had to think about a number that long, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> I, I was almost going to say the wrong number. I was going to say something that would have been totally inappropriate. So let's go. I will tell you what I t- say to the cast. There is no wrong. There's no way this stuff can go wrong. Um, All right. Give me a noun. A noun. Rabbit. No. All right. Yep. Give me another noun. Asparagus. Oh my God! You give me words that take you long to write. Uh, Sorry, a verb. Pinching. Or pinch, unless it's not an ing. You know, verb. Ing. I, 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 a noun. A pumpkin. <laughs> I love this, folks. I love this everything. Is, I, um, uh, an adjective. It can be a little racy if you like. I'm just saying. It's your how show. Pooh brown. Pooh brown. Uh, an adverb? Oh, That's a word that ends in an L-Y in case I you know. forgot. Uh, how? Okay. <laughs> Quickly. Ooh, nice. Uh, verb? I don't remember what I used on the last one. How, okay, we'll do uh, kiss or kissing. Kiss? Take your pick. Okay. Uh, number? Four. And noun. Platypus. Fantastic. All right. That's all I'm going to do because I, I, I feel like we're going to take too, too long if we, um, if we do this. So for this particular thing, uh, to give you an example of how easy it is to de-blank something, um, I have taken uh, from your website Uh-oh. your bio. Oh, Jesus. So the first paragraph of your bio, as, as written on your website, says, for 20 years, Dan J. Kroll has been at the forefront of online news and entertainment. In March 1995, he launched one of the first internet sites devoted to all things soap opera called SoapCentral.com. The website quickly exploded in popularity and now has more than 2.4 million unique users every month. However, what you just wrote says, <laughs> for 22 years, Dan J. Crawl has been at the forefront on online rabbit and asparagus. <laughs> In March 1995, he pinched one of the first internet pumpkins <laughs> devoted to Pooh Brown Thing soap opera called SoapCentral.com. The website quickly kissed in popularity and now has more than four unique platypuses every month. <laughs> You know, I like a good, unique platypus. That's uh, I, It's hard to find a run-of-the-mill platypus, really. I, I enjoy, um, you know, any platypus I can get, to be completely honest. <laughs> All right, I need, I'm going to get four more words for you. Give me a food. Uh, French fry. I'm looking. We only have about two minutes, so we have to make yep, it fast. Yep. French fry. Give me a verb. A punch. Uh, a city. Philadelphia. Uh, and an adjective. Uh, uh, happily. So, uh, Dan punches in Philadelphia, but don't ask him where the happiest place to get a French fry is. 
Oh, um, I don't last, like a French fry. In the, in the 90 seconds that we have, please let everybody yeah. know how to find more information about Villain de Blanc's. The easiest way to do it is go to villainedeblanc.com, V-I-L-L-A-I-N-D-E-B-L-A-N-K-S.com. Um, and I do want to give a special shout-out to the folks at broadwayworld.com, who have been amazing uh, posting my press releases and running photos for us and getting news out because all of these things are benefits and they're all out of my pocket. So um, every little bit of help, like this interview here, good sir, um, everything is, is very, very, very much appreciated. Um, well, and if I have two seconds left, I also have a, new, I have a New York show coming up on August 4th and Angela Robinson is in it who is um, on the own networks, the haves and the have-nots, which sort of brings us back to your soap world a little bit, um, a, an evening soap. Is that considered a soap, the haves and the have-nots? Absolutely. Sure it, it definitely, um, it blanket is. So uh, with yeah. that, <laughs> Billy, um, I want yeah, to thank so you it, so much for coming back. And please, please, please feel free to come back anytime. Yay, thank you for playing. Oh, thanks. For, I hope it wasn't. I just did a whole disservice to the whole fill in the plugs type of thing. <laughs> I want to thank my guest this week, Martha Madison. Be sure to watch for her on Days of Our Lives. She returns later this fall. Her digital series Winterthorn debuts next month. And you can listen to The Soapbox with Lily and Martha every Thursday on T-Radio V. To Tina and Margie of Savvy Traveler, learn more about their products at BeASavvyTraveler.com. And to Billy Mitchell, Villain de Blanks will play July 27th in L.A. Check out villaindeblanks.com for more information. Of course, if you missed any of the links or any of the details about anything that we talked about today, head over to our website, crollcall.com. All the info's there. It's also the place to listen to any episode of Crawl Call that we've ever broadcast, including this one. So if you want to hear it again, if you've missed a bit, or if you want to share it with a friend who maybe didn't get to listen to it the first time around, that's where you need to go, CrollCall.com. We're also on Twitter, at Crawl Call Show. We'll be back next week, Friday, July 24th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So until then, remember, the next time the phone blanks, wipe it down with a sanitizing wipe, and then pick it up. It could be the Crawl Call. We reach a high, we all the time, the time we